Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. I have a very, very special guest. He's been on the show before. I just love this guy. He's, he really is smart. He knows what he's doing. He's almost as old as I am. He's 24. I'm 26. And and that's, that's not true. Uh, but uh, he's he's uh, Brendan, the master coach, and uh, he's a master talk coach. And he does. I love your website, which is rockstarcommunicator.com. So go to rockstarcommunicator.com and you can join a free workshop. Did I say free? Yes, I meant free. You can go there and you can. He's got lots of tips on how to become a world-renowned speaker and uh it's great to have you here brendan thank you for coming again kevin the pleasure is absolutely mine thanks for having me back you're you're such as you're such a smart dude and you're such a great communicator that uh um i guess we we should probably start with your story again so for those that haven't watched the other episode that we did um but uh how did you get started with uh, in the communication biz as it were for sure. So the story is what I started in business school, and that's where I studied. But funny enough, my bachelor's degree, Kevin, is in accounting, which is literally the opposite of what you'd expect somebody like me to be doing for a living. But I was a numbers guy, and I thought I was just going to be an accountant my whole life. But I start competing in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, Kevin, but for nerds. So other guys my age are playing basketball, they're playing rugby, they're playing soccer, they're playing football, and a bunch of other dangerous sports that you probably wouldn't see me playing. I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. And then as I got older, I started coaching the other students on how to communicate, and I accidentally developed a talent in communication coaching. And that's what led to the YouTube channel, Master Talk. I started making videos in my mom's basement because I felt nobody was sharing this advice for free. And here we are today. Now, when you're talking about competitive, uh, um, competitive communication or, or speech making, or what's that look like? How do you, how does, how do you get judged on that? Yeah, for sure. So, so how do these case competitions work, Kevin? As a lot of these companies like Amazon or Nike would come in, the actual executives a lot of the time, and they would say, okay, here's a problem I'm facing right now in the business. And because of this problem, it's costing me something. So they would say, hey, like, where should I open my new Nike store? Should I open it in Zimbabwe? Should I open it in Germany? We're not really sure. So then a team of students, let's say me and you are on the same team, Kevin, we'll come together and we'll take three hours to make a bunch of slides, create a strategy, create risks, financial statements, create a full solution for the team. And at the end of the three hours, we go back in front of those executives and we present our solution and the best solution wins. That's what a case competition is. But what a lot of these terrible teams would do, because they're like 20 years old, right? They would come up and go, uh, uh hi my name is brendan this is kevin and then i would come up and say phil when you started nike you believed in a saying which was just do it and you didn't just apply it to the shoes you manufacture you applied it in the very dna that this company is today to strive for greatness blah 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 so that's the big difference that's amazing 
That's amazing because in a three hour period, you guys could put together basically an entire game plan for a marketing and or um, placement strategy for the next door or what their company's um, marketing aspects are and all of that. That's, that's, that's brilliant. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I learned a lot and I had my ego deflated a ton because a lot of my coaches were senior level executives and I thought I was a hot shot. So I was doing these competitions and then I'd start presenting in front of them and they'd literally look at me and say, did I seriously just waste this evening talking to you when I should have been spending time with my family? So that's how I got good really quickly. They weren't too nice with me. Well, these, when you're an executive and you have, you know, you're an executive for Nike or somebody like that, or you're a VP or whatever, you've got a certain ego and you believe that what you do is as good as it can get because you've got the position, but uh, a really smart guy will take what you have to offer and to look at it thoroughly because you've got fresh eyes and are looking at it from a whole new approach. I love that. You know, Gary V always says fresh eyes are dangerous eyes. So if you can bring if you can bring those fresh eyes into what you do, you can definitely bring some new insights into any industry. Well, and you did that for me um, with with Positive Talk Radio when we were talking after the show, and you gave me a whole idea that I had not even ever considered because you're a smart guy. <laughs> I hope you implement. I hope you made a little bit of money from that. Well, not yet. We're in the process of uh, we're we're doing we're doing a two step process. One is that I put together a complete program uh, for sales that is cheaper than you can buy anywhere in the marketplace. And you you tell well, use me as an example of what your skill set is like. Um, so you get for this uh, monthly fee of which out, works out to be two hundred fifty bucks a week. You get a dedicated show once a month. You get video commercials, audio commercials, shorts, website placement, uh, social media placement, and all of that. And uh, on a based upon a thirteen week commitment, and you and and you're on uh, the radio with your commercials with over a hundred plays during that 13 weeks on KKNW in Seattle and Kixie in Seattle. Uh, so you're, you'll have over a hundred plays of that commercial in the 13 weeks. And the whole package is um, 250 a week, basically mm. on average. What do you think? Is that, is that, is that a decent, is that, is, and how can I present that in a more entertaining or a, a more, a better light? For sure, Kevin. You know, you know my perspective. And obviously, take it with a grain of salt. I don't have all the answers. I'm not Jesus, like you, like you are. No I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, my but my, my perspective is more to talk more to the challenges that, that prospect is having. So I think the reason I've had a lot of success selling my offer, which is which is pretty much around the same price point, right? Thousand dollars a month, two fifty a week. Is, is because I'm really touching on the pain points of the person I'm speaking to. So let's say I'm talking with a prospect. I'll just say, what's a promotion worth to you? And they go, I don't know, 10% of my base salary. So for anybody who's making over 100 grand, like spending three grand on a program is a no-brain. It's like, oh, well, if I work with them and I get a promotion, I can 3X my money. So notice how there's a problem, there's a solution. So for you, it would be more around, okay, what do I get for that promotion? Like, do you think I would get a client every month if I spent a grand? Because if I did, then it's a no-brainer. I'll keep spending that thousand bucks forever. 
But if not, then what else do I get? Versus, let's say, the other product we talked about, which is like those morning huddles. Let's say you charge them 50 bucks a month. That's like a no-brainer. It's like, oh, my God. Like, of course I want to spend every day with Kevin. I'm already listening to him on the radio. Now I get to talk to him directly. 50 bucks a month is nothing. Right. So that's 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 more of a no brainer. So that's what I would encourage you to to kind of frame the offer in. Yeah. And that's that's the next step that we're doing is uh, we're putting that together and we're going to start it as a Facebook group and uh, and have it grow from there. Uh, And basically so that we can flesh it out and I can bring see because and you promised me that when I get 25 people committed to doing that, that you would come on and talk to them. Yes. As long as they're paying customers for you. Yes, because that, that, that I don't need any money, but it just pushes you to go like, okay, I have to charge these people. <laughs> I, I I know I have a problem with that, but it is it is necessary because I believe in the product that I put out, and I believe in Positive Talk Radio, and I want to keep it going and see. And, and there's a reality, there's a financial reality to everything. Um, you have to be able to make a little bit of money. One thousand percent, money is the key. And without, and I've gone down that road before where I spent $75,000 and ended up having to be off the air and it ended up hurting people who were loyal listeners to what I was doing. And that, that really bothered me a great deal. Absolutely. Same here. And I, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on my YouTube production, but the reason I'm able to do it sustainably is because my executive clients pay me a lot of money to work with me. So it's it's very easy for me to spend that money on YouTube and keep create and sh- and even having the time to show up on a podcast too, right? It's because I, I because I can make money in other places, so I don't need a charge for podcast guesting appearance. I don't need charge for this. I can just show up and add value. And value you add, I must say. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <Yeah. laughs> which is which is really cool. And uh, and you being um, now you have a mentor who works with you. Um, and he's part. He's a business partner now, right? That's correct. Vamsi, the CEO of uh, Make More Leaders, and and the two of you work together. And he must have sensed that you had got that you have special talent, which is why he kind of recruited you into the firm. Is that kind of how it went? I guess you could say that. But basically, what happened was it's January 2019. I start making videos in my mom's basement. I call it Master Talk. I've, at this point. Nine months into it, so this is September 2019 when I meet Vamsi for the first time, Kevin. I hadn't made a dollar in my coaching business. It wasn't even a business. I was just making videos for fun because I had a great job at IBM. So I wasn't really thinking this would be a biz. But then when I get to I get to Summit of Greatness in Columbus, Ohio, which is an event that Lewis House hosts yearly, and I go there every year, I, I saw Vamsi there, and he's the one who came up to me and said, Hey, you know you could charge executives thousands of dollars to to work with you, and I just laughed. I was like, "Come on!" I was twenty three at the time, so I was like, "Come on, man! Like, no one's gonna buy a service of spend a lot of money on me." And he's like, "How about we just coach each other for free and see what happens?" And I said, "Sure." So I started coaching him, and then after a few sessions, he was like, "Whoa, this Brennan kid's pretty good. What? Why don't you coach my clients?" And then he wrote me a check for thousands of dollars, and I was like, "Whoa! Like this is a business." And he really opened my eyes to that, which became a really well-established business. You have lots of clients. You do you do stuff all over the place, and and it allows you. What kind of life? I mean, you what are you? Twenty six? Yeah, I'm turning twenty seven next month. But yeah, I'm currently twenty six. You got it. And what kind of life are you able to lead because of what you're able to to put out there and 
and the amount of money that people it must be kind of cool to just go to the mailbox and go hey look here's another check yeah man i mean not a lot of people ask me about this but my life is really crazy like i almost can't believe the life i have like i remember i'll tell you the story that i really share my one of my clients invited me for a for a lunch not even a dinner a lunch at a restaurant called wolf and lamb in new york city and I go into it, and they're, they're, they're two Jewish businessmen. They're doing really well in, in New York. And they, they loved my program. They love working with me. So they wanted me to, to have lunch with them and meet them in person. And I opened the menu, and I was shivering. The, the food was like $200 for this, $100 for that, $300 for this. And I was like, I could pay for it. Like, I'm, I'm doing well, but not that well. But I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll pay for it. And, and then we all just buy, you know, a steak or whatever. And the total was like $700. And I reached out to take out my credit card. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. You're my guest. I'm going to pay for you. You sit down. And I tried uh, fighting. And they said, no, no, you're our guest. And he just swiped 700 bucks like it was nothing. And I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, like I'm 26. These two guys are like in their 40s. And they trust me more than any other communication coach in the world. And they picked me. And like just recently, a, a CFO of like a publicly traded company became one of my clients. So it's pretty wild, man. I almost can't believe it. And I'm super grateful. I think that's a good way of thinking. About it. Now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But as you were saying that going into this a hoity-toity restaurant and the maitre d' greets you, I was thinking of more along the lines of he, in his mind, he was going, are you applying for the busboy position? Uh, rather than you being a high-powered coach that was going to go sit down with a couple of guys that were worth, you know, seven figures. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. And 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 stuff like that. So that that must have been. Uh, did did the major D stop you at all or do anything like that? Or? You you would think, you know, I th I think it's because they knew I was coming because this is a really high-end restaurant, right? And the guy who was who reserved the table. He's 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 well known in the city. So so when they knew that I was like in a table with him, they didn't really say much. They just oh just come in. He's right over there, and you can. And they got up right away as soon as they got in the restaurant. So so yeah, I didn't have any problems like that. Though that, that would have been hilarious, and I wish that had happened. That would have been a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and uh, there was a time in my life when I had a company credit card, and I would take uh, uh, high powered VPs and stuff that were in the restaurant world out to dinner and stuff and the bills would be six seven hundred dollars yeah. but the company paid for it it was a company credit card i couldn't imagine you know um putting that out myself but but if you're doing well and you've got a big company and and uh that's part of the gig absolutely absolutely so, so are you looking to be that guy one of these days to uh, be dropping you know bills every now and again and just let's let's have a let's go have lunch and because this this was a 700 hundred dollar lunch this wasn't even dinner with cocktails and all that no and thankfully i don't drink so i save a lot of money in general but <laughs> but but yeah I, I i here's here's my philosophy kevin i th i think impact is two-way street so so one street is you know create impact for people who can't afford you that's why i started master talk right which is create free videos for people, create those resources. But the other piece is also taking care of and living your best life. Because a lot of people feel that, or a lot of people believe that those two ideas are not 
cannot be combined, that they're mutually exclusive. You can either make impact for people who can't afford you and be broke the rest of your life, or you become this this guy who bankrupts his soul. And like the guys who, who made a bunch of money, they made it in the right way. Like they're interior designers. They just model homes for wealthy families. And that's how they made money. They didn't scam anybody. <laughs> they were not drug dealers or anything like that. So, so I think there's an in-between that a lot of us don't think about or talk enough about, which is, no, you can be rich, but also make a, lo- a lot of impact in the world. And I think Mr. Beast is a great example of that in general. But yeah, that's, that's who I want to be. So I want both, right? It's impact for other people and the income that my executives give me, allow me to create better resources and also enjoy a, a very odd life that I happen to have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a very odd life. It's, it's a good life, but it's an odd life. It's very uh, but, odd. But I also wanted to ask you, because one of the things that um, most people and stops most people is when they are in the process of working to sell something and then somebody comes up with an objection that they cannot handle that they and that's what you help one of the things you help people do is to be able to carry on that communication in a positive way and get over the objections um and and to even minimize them absolutely kevin and it starts with fundamentally believing that you don't need that person to buy your thing because if we don't start from that place then we're not going to be able to have the, the right communication. So for example, we have zero dollars in our bank and we're not good at saving. And I need the next person that I get on a strategy call with to buy my product. You'll smell desperation off of me. doesn't matter what I try and say or do. You'll go, oh, this person is trying to sell me something. Whereas when you, when you save your money and I'm not the richest guy in the world, right? I sold it with my mom and because I wanted to retire her and I'm, and I'm doing well financially. So I save a lot because of that. The mentality that I go into a call with is really simple here. I'm here to serve you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions to understand your challenges, but it's okay if you don't buy this product, it's totally fine. It won't change anything in my life because sales is about service. Right, So if you don't feel you're going to be served by buying this thing, then you really shouldn't buy it. And there's a lot of times I go on sales calls and I ask somebody what their challenges are in communication. They go, oh, I don't really have any challenges. And then they go at the end, hey, can I learn about your program? I go, no, you don't need the program. You, you say you don't have any challenges. So why do, you want to, why do you want to learn more about this? This is not going to help you. So I'm really aligned in that way too. So I think that's an important piece to sales as well. When I always, I was, believe it or not, I was a sales manager for a number of years. Oh, I believe it. And one of the, one of the, one of the things that, that always, that I was always in Marvel at was that I would be going on a sales call with a, with a um, sales guy. I was his boss and uh, he would have a conversation with, I was in the restaurant business and food service and uh, he would have a conversation with a chef and rather than listening to what the chef was saying, and this really work, works for any business, but rather than listening what the guy was saying, what his challenges were, and what he needed from a vendor, my sales guy was busy working in his own mind to come up with a a way to overcome the objection that he felt was coming that may not be coming because he wasn't even listening to what the guy was saying. Mm. So he was taking it off in a completely different tangent a completely different place it's important isn't it to listen to what the prospect is saying and what they really are what they're really saying 
Hundred percent, Kevin. And I'll give you a strategy on how to improve listening because a lot of, we we all say it all the time, right? Listening is so important. You got to listen more effectively. It's going to make you more money. It's going to improve your relationship. But nobody really shares any tips on how to actually practice that. So, so let me give you the strategy. I think I shared it last time too, but it's good for people who didn't hear it the first time, which is called the goals call. So the goals call is really simple. All you have to do is pick one person in your life. 30-minute call, 45-minute call. You sit down with them, Kevin, and you do three main things. The first thing that you do is you ask them what their top three goals are for the year and specifically why those goals are important to them and their success. And you just listen. And then they say a bunch of things. And then beyond that, you'll do three other things. One you're only allowed to restate what that person says. So let's say you take five minutes, you write down your goals, you say why that's important to you. I'll respond with, Kevin, just to make sure I got that, these are your three goals. This is why it's important to you. Did I get that correctly? And then you go, yes, and Brendan, I wanted to mention this. That's one. Second thing, throughout the whole call, Kevin, you are not allowed for the whole call to give any amount of advice. You're not allowed to give any advice Hey, I think you should do this. I think you should go in that direction. You don't even say anything. I didn't do a great job with that with us together. I kind of went to the advice a little bit too quickly. But in general, what you're supposed to do is you want to listen for 30 minutes and then give advice. And then the final thing throughout the whole call, you can ask clarifying questions. What do you mean by that? Let's say you want to grow your business. Well, how much is your business at right now? What do you want it to be next year? Uh, let's say you want to be more fit. Let's say we're talking to Julia. She wants to be more fit. It's like, okay, what does fit mean to you? Does that mean losing weight? Does that mean going to the gym more often? Does that mean gaining muscle mass? What does that look like for you? And just asking these questions creates the magic for people. Do this for 10 different people and your deep listening skills will skyrocket. That is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this and you're not taking notes, you should be ashamed of yourself. See, I know I can listen to this again and again because this is gold. This is pure, simple gold for any sales guy who wants to be successful in whatever business you choose to be in. Because this, these are fundamental things that you really you would be really served by by writing this down and then practicing it. Um, and, and Brandon, he, he does this in his workshop that he has all the time and he does it for free, which is, which is, by the way, if you go to rockstarcommunicator.com, it's right there on the front page, free workshop to improve your communication skills. And, uh, you can do that. And, and he is able to do that for free and give you quality information because he works with, some of the most powerful people on the planet. Um, okay, I made that part up, but I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think that you. I think that anybody that is an executive who understands that they don't have all the communication skills in the world down, and then but they want to continue the growth of their career, they need to improve that area because that. When you're standing in front, when you're a CEO and you're standing in front of the troops and you're not exuding confidence, um, what are the troops going to think? Um, it makes it a great big problem. If you, if you don't sound like you know what you're talking about and then they're like, I don't know whether or not this is such a good place to work because it's going to go down in flames because this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. And then that happens. 
Um, and so it's, and so a good, uh, a CEO or a good executive or, or somebody who wants to be a good sales guy, couldn't really anything. Communication is the key. That's a, that's how we communicate. We can't touch anybody anymore. So we have to communicate through, uh, our words and, and our body language and, and, and that sort of thing, which, which you do. I mean, just looking at you, you, you have this degree of confidence that is hard to deny. Thanks, Kevin. It's the dance moves. That's the that's the secret. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I completely agree. You know, for, for me, it's always about, and I appreciate the kind words as well, communication is an accelerant of dreams. doesn't matter what the dream is. Whether your dream is to be a better singer, whether your dream is to get a promotion at work, whether your dream is to be a better parent for your kids, communication helps you accelerate those dreams. Gets you promoted a lot faster, improves your relationships a lot faster, improves the areas of your life a lot faster. That's why you want to master it. So always ask yourself, how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? Really reflect on those ideas, and that's how you can bring the magic into your world. But a lot of times we have blinders on, and it really is important to talk to somebody who can point those things out to us um, and, and can kind of redirect what we're doing. Um, and as an example, I'll give you, I'll give you another personal thing. Nobody really knows how many people are listening to this podcast at any given time or this radio show at any given time. Uh, the, 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 the radio, the, we're in the 12th largest media market in the country, but I can't tell you like, um, when we did the radio show. I couldn't tell you how many people were actually listening. I have a, I have a hope, but I can't tell you that, you know, and, or, or how many people are now the certain aspects of it, like Facebook and, and the podcast, I can tell you basically, but I don't know how many people go to, uh, well, excuse me on YouTube. I can't tell you how many people on Facebook, how many times it gets shared, to other people because then you lose total track of it and stuff. So when somebody says to me, okay, you're me. Okay. Okay. Kevin, it all sounds good, but how many people are listening? What would you say? Uh, I don't really know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so why should I invest my money with you? I don't really know, man. I, I thought, I thought you said I was playing you because that's how you would <laughs> No, you okay? You're you being oh, me. Oh, in the in the using, most using, way. Yeah, using your skills. If you were me <laughs> and you got confronted with that question, that was, I got you. Let, that was let's, brilliant, by the way. Let, thank you so much. Let's let's try that again in a better way. I'm having too much fun on this podcast. Ask me the questions again, Kevin, and I will I will be me pretending to be you. Okay, so how many people are listening? Absolutely. So, so that's a great point, Kevin. You know, unfortunately, you don't know the exact number of listeners who are watching Positive Talk Radio. But one thing I wanted to flip back to you is why are you interested in sponsoring the radio show? Why do, is that important to you? Because I want to get the word out about what I do. And but I want to spend my money judicious, judiciously and and not waste it on something that doesn't have any reach. Tell me more about that. Who is your ideal client? My anybody with money in their pocket, you silly man. No, um, my ideal. Um, let's see. 
if I were the, and so we'll say, we'll say I'm a health coach. Um, and he's got a, a health business and he's trying to build it. And, uh, and so I would say, well, I, I, everybody that has health issues that wants to get better at, and wants to feel better and operate at a higher brain level and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely, Kevin. And I love your mission of being a health coach. So there's a couple of things I'm doing here, Kevin. The first thing is I'm taking a very proactive approach instead of a defensive approach. So I don't wait for the prospect to just ask me a question. I go, oh, well, I didn't, you caught me, Kevin. You caught me right. <laughs> I finished, right? So Because that's not what a doctor does. So when we go to a doctor, we go to a surgeon, the surgeon doesn't wait for us to ask them a question. The surgeon goes, well, I'm the surgeon. You have no idea what what a surgery is you've never operated on somebody so obviously i need to ask you the question what's your health status right now what's your blood pressure let me get a nurse to help you it's my job to be the leader right but we don't bring that mindset in a sales conversation even if you want to get more clients i'm the one who owns the platform i know more about radio and reach than you do so i'm supposed to ask you questions to understand your goals better so I can see if my platform even makes sense for you to invest money in. So then if you would ask me the follow-up question, which is, of course, hey, why, why should I invest with you? I'll say, look, you know, Kevin, here's what I'll say. You're looking at the wrong metric because the metric is not how many people are reaching from your message and your sponsorship. The real question is, are you getting health coaching clients and awareness for your business? And if the answer is you get at least one client a quarter, one client every few months, would that result be worth it to you? And then they would go like, yeah. And then you say, what else is worth you? What would a 10 out of 10 result look like for you? And then based on their response, I will tie that with the people I know that are in the audience. So I would say something like, hey, Kevin, you know, even if I'm not 100% sure about how many people exactly are watching this episode at any given moment of time, what I can say is in the last 14 days, 270 people from across these three states texted me saying they really enjoyed my health episode with such and such expert. And out of those 270 people, a lot of them expressed a need for health coaching. So even if one of those people became a client for you, Kevin, it would make sense for you to invest with us. So I would say something along those lines. I'd flip it back on them. Which which really makes a lot of sense. The other thing is, is that because we're going to target the type of uh, uh, business that we're going to go after, it's going to it's going to be tied to the type of customer or the type of guest that likes to listen to the show. So it's not a matter of pure numbers. It's a matter of who's willing to be activated by your message. Correct. But but I will say, this is more business advice, I definitely think the second product's a lot easier to sell than the first one. Because let's say, let's say it was 50 bucks a month. That's an example. It might be more, but let's say it was 50 bucks a month for the community thing. What's nice is you don't have any competition. And the reason you don't have any competition is people want that product for you. Because you're the one who's going to be on the call. You're the one I've been listening to for the past, what, 15 years? So So for me, the value of that product far exceeds any cost because I get Kevin. So it's like, why do people pay for me, pay a lot of money to work with me relative to another coach? It's because they want me specifically. It's that they don't want like, uh, oh, uh, you're, Brendan's going to bring one of his trained owners. Like, I want Brendan to coach me directly. So I'm willing to pay a premium for that. And that's much easier to sell than let's say a sponsorship deal where it's like, okay, if I got 10 grand to spend, it's not to say that you won't be able to sell it. You could still sell it. 
but it's mm-hmm. just more competitive. You have to be a lot tighter in the offer because you're because the person's going to compare you to press and TV and advertising, whereas the coaching side of the business, they got nobody to compare you to. That's that. That's really true. And well, and the other thing is, is that because of the number of people that I have who are really gifted and that, like you, um, I can bring them to this forum that people can get uh, can get more for than just me. They can get they can get other coaching and other other folks, and that's good for the coaches as well. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of people who do that and are very successful with their models, and and that's the thing. Like you know, I would charge normally thousands of dollars for a workshop like that, but I do it for free because you're Kevin. So because of that, people get access to me for free as an example, and they're only paying you fifty bucks a month, hundred bucks a month, whatever the cost is to be in that ecosystem. So it's worth it for them. I'm going to show this to my team when we when we're done with this call. I'm going to have them listen to this in its entirety because it, you you are a really you know what you're talking about. And I, I, how did you get so smart for such a young guy? I'm just listening to mentors like you, Kevin. You know, I think for me is is a trick. The trick to here here's a quote actually. Dumb people think they know everything. Smart people think that they know something. And geniuses know that they know absolutely nothing, right? And the and the reason I love this quote: dumb people think they know everything, smart people think that they know something, and geniuses think that they know nothing, is because the more that you know about a subject, the more that you realize how little you know about the subject. Boy, no kidding, right? So, so my my philosophy has always been: I have to always. There is no benefit to me thinking that I'm smarter than somebody else, even if I might think it a little bit because I'm still young, so I still got a little bit of ego there left in me. But there is no benefit because if I there if I underestimate my opponent, I'll just lose. So I should if if they beat me. So I'm always better off overestimating everybody else in the room so that it forces me to get smarter. And that's really the key is I've just learned from thousands of different mentors and I've had the humility to just go, this person's smarter than me in this area. The only thing, the only thing that I would say I'm better than most people at, Kevin, is communication. Everything else, I I, I get you, I'm a dunce. I probably wouldn't know. I would be at the same level as everyone else, but that's why I make the world my teacher. And I think it's not really my brain or that I'm a genius or anything. It's, I think it's more of a philosophy that anybody could take on. And, and that's the problem with most people in society since we're talking positive talk radio. So many people, they listen to podcasts, they listen to TV shows, they listen to movies and they, and, and politics too. And they just focus on what do I disagree with this person on? They go, oh, Biden, Trump, this, that. I disagree with this. I disagree with what Kevin's saying here. I disagree with what Brendan is saying. But what a very small percentage of people do, Kevin, and those are the people that win, is they go, I might disagree with what 95% of what Brendan says today, but what are three things that he's doing better than me? And if I just do that with 100 different people and I say, I hate what this guy does. I hate what that girl does. But boy, are they really good at these three things that I'm not doing in my life? you're going to get really good really fast. That is that. And it's actually getting worse because now people are finding more outlets to spew what they already know or what they think they know. And all they're doing is confirming what they already think that they know, which they may not know anything, but that's what they think is. And so they're, they're nobody's taking an analytical approach to it and and looking at all the different outlets and trying to come up with their own answers absolutely which makes it really tough uh for for people to 
to break out of that shell because then you get stuck with the same thing and you and you're not you're not expanding anymore exactly exactly and you have to always keep that mindset even especially me you know as i get older in 10 20 years i need to stay that way because success is a drug like as you become more successful you think that you know everyone it can bill gates says it convinces you that you can't lose and you need to keep going back and saying i don't know anything i got to keep learning and growing because there's somebody younger than me who's, who's going to try and beat me in my industry and i need to stay ahead of that curve or else i'll lose and he's right especially in his industry um because it's, it's it's changing so fast speaking of which changing so fast i was talking yesterday with a girl uh a girl uh, a lady about ai she's a she's got uh, a couple of master's degree and she's really real smart what do you know about ai and uh what do you think of how, is it going to replace communications as we know it right so so this is where you'll find out really quickly that i'm actually not the genius that you thought i was kevin but <laughs> but, but I'll, give it a, I'll give it a shot so so i've studied ai quite a bit like listening to different experts like sam altman the guy who runs open ai which is like the first the first kind of open api around ai so, which means like essentially that where the public can actually try it. So ChatGPT was like one of the first innovations in AI that the regular person can actually use and interact with and go, oh my God, this thing is next level. So, so here's, here's my thoughts in general around AI. It's moving really fast, like really, really quickly. That's one. The second piece is we won't know exactly what the clear use cases are for another few years. So right now it's cool, like we, we can try images, we can try different things, but it's not clear yet which industries will be disrupted first and by what impact those industries will have. Because we're still in the very early stages of AI. Because, I mean, we've been trying to build AI platforms like the 1950s, and it's only because of the rides in computing speeds. It's like this thing called Moore's Law, where the 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 processing speed of a microprocessor doubles every year. And that's that's what's been happening for the past, let's say, 60, 70 years. So, so now we're getting to a point where AI is going to be really serious. It's going to disrupt a lot of industries, but we're still not sure how. We're still in the early innings. I think a couple of ones that I see right away is advertising, where AI is going to be able to create just an unlimited set of creatives. And so there will be definitely a lesser need for creative directors and agencies. That's one thing I see. Another thing I see as well, is in terms of the the prompts so instead of using a google search you can use chat gpt and it just gives you the answer right away to the question you're looking for and the third is this this ai used recently that was really useful called secta ai which is basically you upload 20 30 pictures of yourself and it spits out like 300 different professional pictures of linkedin that you could use and they all look amazing so that's the that's the third thing. So there's going to be lesser need of professional photographers. But those are the main three things. I don't think coaching is going to be disrupted because even if an AI can do coaching better than me, humans will always want in-person experiential experiences. They always want to hang out in person. They want to meet the human. And nobody's going to fly out to Idaho to meet an AI in person. Like nobody cares. So so I, I definitely think there's there's ways where humans are going to be better too. Well, I also agree with you in 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 selling, because by and large, selling is a relationship business, and you can't build a relationship with a computer. 
Right. But customer service, on the other hand, will be heavily disrupted by AI. So, you know, when you call your bank and you go, hey, I need a withdrawal or whatever, I, I can totally see that being replaced by AI. But the selling part of it, the relationship where you go into the bank and you want to talk to somebody, I doubt that's going to go away. I, I do, too. It's, it's an interesting deal because the gal I was talking with yesterday said that she's working on a a program that will actually perform like did you ever watch star trek the second generation but i've heard of it um they they had something on there called the holodeck mm. and where you could uh program the computer and it could take you back to uh, medieval uh um um earth and you could go in there and you could watch dinosaurs wander around and that kind of stuff she's saying that the, that's coming next year uh, within what they're doing. So it's it's going to change a lot and it's going to change, but I firmly believe that what you do is not going to change because of the relationship aspect of it. Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of these AI guys and gals, they're not that great at communication and they'll have a lot of money, so they'll still work with me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, and I, I love your modesty. No, and you... you you do a great, you know, I was watching um, or listening today and um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but AI produced a interview between Donald Trump and I, I think it was John Stewart or somebody else. And it was the whole thing was done by the AI, including the pictures of them and they were face to face and what they talked like and all of that kind of stuff. It was it's it's pretty remarkable how that's that's going to change all of uh, it's going to change a lot of things in the landscape. Oh yeah. One, one thing that I'm really interested in is now AIs are able to perfectly replicate voices. So there's, there's, there's situations now on TikTok I've been seeing where you see Kanye, AI, Kanye West AIs singing other people's songs that he never did a cover for. And that's really fascinating. Like he did a love yourself by Justin Bieber. And I was like, Whoa, that really sounds like Kanye West. Like, wow. So that's going to be interesting too. I wouldn't want to be an actor in this in this time and age. Yeah, voice acting is going to be tough this generation for sure. Yeah, so and so don't don't go into that, or even just being an actor because they can make an AI of you that doesn't get old. Could you imagine John Wayne in his heyday that was looked the same for forty years? By the way, John Wayne was a Western actor that uh, was of some note, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, um, long before my time. Yes, <laughs> that's all right. You know, he, he won one Oscar in his life, and that was for True Grit. And uh, um, I saw that in the theater in its first run, but don't tell anybody that. I'm that old. So. <laughs> you watched the rerun. It was just a rerun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Actually, it was, um, you know, in the olden days at drive-in movies, they would put odd combinations of movies together. And this was True Grit starring John Wayne and the sterile cuckoo with uh, Liza Minnelli. Um, completely different genres, completely different. I don't know why they put them together, but they just, anyway, uh, my dad didn't like it very much. He was a purist. And But, <laughs> by the way, I've gotten off track, and I'm sorry about that. But we we're talking with Brendan from Master Talk. He's a, a master coach. Go to rockstarcommunicator.com and, and take his free uh, training. It's, you know, I don't know that you could do much better than free. You really can't. Unless, unless I gave a Big Mac to everybody who came to the training. That's probably the next. 
Blah blah blah. Probably cost you a lot of money to ship all those Big Macs to everybody. <laughs> mm, Big Macs, yeah. Well, we were, we're yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, but go do that because he's got some really valuable information. He does. He does an awesome job, and I really appreciate you coming here. Uh, I I would love to make you um, come here and see. And that's the other thing with this this advertising thing. You get a show a month for three months. So you you so we can that's an hour show that you can talk about. Oh, you you don't look like you're impressed. It, it, no, I'm just dancing. I just like seeing you, Kevin. <laughs> you're what? I just love seeing you. This is great. <laughs> oh, is a, we have, we're having a man crush. I, you know, I don't know if that's no, but, um, I'm old enough to be your granddaddy. Aren't you like 42? Uh, twice. <laughs> No, I'm not 84, but I'm 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 closer to 84 than I am 42. I'll tell you that right now. There you go. Yeah, I know you said you're 65, but I was just playing. <laughs> yes, I I was I was you know 64 and and I used I used to use the, the Paul McCartney song. When I'm 64, will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64, <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, go see go see him. He's um, now you're in communications and you're already in sales. Have you thought about marketing yourself as a master sales guy and and going after and going to work for like a mega company making millions of dollars teaching their their um, sales force how to sell i have thought about it kevin but honestly i don't think i'm that great at sales that's why i don't want to play in that lane there's a lot of other sales trainers which who i think are a lot better than me because they're they're willing to do things that I'm not willing to do in sales, like cold calling. I rarely do cold calls. And there's some people I've seen in the industry that are beasts. Like they just pick up a phone, boom, and they just make business from total strangers. So so for me, I like staying in my lane. Whereas I'm a lot better at communication training than those sales guys are. Because I can get rid of the ums and ahs. I can open up your eyes a little bit more, make you more expressive, get get the right strategy for the presentation you're delivering. So I like to stay in that sweet spot because there's not a lot of communication coaches. There's a lot of business coaches, a lot of sales coaches, not a lot of communication guys out there in the industry. That's why I've been able to to grow pretty quickly relative to my age. Well, and but how you look when you're communicating is really important. The body language, uh, the the how how you look, the ums, the ahs, not not appearing like you're lost, and even when you lose your place. That you have a way a way to go, and rather than to get that deer in the headlight looks and going, I forgot what I was gonna say, and then that becomes a problem. Absolutely. So it's 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 great fun. I want you to take a minute. I want you to tell our audience why they should go to rockstarcommunicator.com. For sure, Kevin. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Always a pleasure. So yeah, rockstarcommunicator.com is a free training that I deliver myself over Zoom. It's online. It's 90 minutes. It's a lot of fun. And I hope you can attend it too, Kevin. But the, I'd like to. I'm going to. Yeah. And, and the idea is really simple. Whether you're eight years old, whether you're a billion-dollar CEO, literally everybody is invited to this call. It's a lot of fun. It's free. And it's live. So you get to see me apply a lot of the tips that I share, let's say, in a podcast like this, but actually deliver a workshop. So you go, oh, I see what he's doing here. Oh, I see what he's doing here. And this is a load of fun. So if you want to jump in, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. And the second way to keep in touch is just check out our YouTube channel. You can type master talk in one word. 
and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. How often do you do this? Um, uh, is this free communication workshop weekly? Every two weeks. So we do it twice a month. And any particular day or is it like the first and the 15th? Yeah, so the, the dates will change per month based on what, what client engagements I have. But this month, for people who are seeing this live, is going to be tomorrow, April 14th and April 28th. But it's month to month. So after the 28th, we'll, we'll create the May dates and then the June dates. But it's never uh, scheduled a year in advance or anything. Oh, good. So So if you go there, you can find out which dates are going to be and then you can book it. How many people can you take? Oh, so as many, as many, as many as the Zoom call could fill. Sometimes we've had calls with 20 people. Two sessions ago, there was 85 people who showed up. And I think Zoom allows up to 300. So we're just going to keep taking them. And uh, But yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you to, to join in quickly because it seems really, I, I can already tell Kevin in like three to five years that I have to turn this into a webinar because there's going to be thousands of people at some point on this call and I won't be able to make it interactive. But now it's still interactive, so. I encourage you to jump in while, while it's hot. While you can still get a piece of the man himself. Because <laughs> there's going to come a time when Brandon's piece is no longer going to be available. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> it's welcome to Positive Talk Radio <laughs> with the founder of McDonald's himself, Kevin <laughs> McDonald. Yes, I do. See, I have got not only... Do I do positive talk radio, but I've got a completely warped sense of humor sometimes. And sometimes it goes off the rails and a completely, I have no idea where it's going. It's all good. People are so sensitive these days, Kevin. My God. You could say the smallest thing and get canceled for it. And I'm against that kind of stuff. It's ridiculous. I am too. Because communication, there are some words in the English language that are not accepted words, but nothing else fits. It's like when uh, somebody is um, cutting you off on the on the highway, and you almost get into an accident. The F word is the appropriate word to say, but but a lot of people frown on that, and so you can't use that. One of my favorite guys until he wasn't anymore was Bill Cosby. Mm, uh, yeah, for obvious when, reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a what a deal! But he he was he was a funny man, and one time he 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 had the abilities he, that he never swore in in any of his um, in any of his stand up. Unlike Richard Pryor, who came along right after him, and he overcompensated for the fact that Bill didn't swear. Oh yeah. And the closest I ever heard Bill Cosby swear was when he said, I almost got into an accident and then I did it. No, I said it and then I did it. Meaning he said shit and then he did. It. So, but that was, but that was all by inference um, and, and stuff. So, but now when you're teaching people to, to communicate properly, you don't have them swear at all. Do you? Or do you? You know, my philosophy, Kevin, is I'm not really like personally, I don't like to swear a lot when I'm on podcasts or just in general, even if I swear a ton in my coaching sessions, because I'm a lot more aggressive with my clients. It's just because I want to be more accessible to a general public. I don't feel the need to swear, let's say in a public setting. So with my clients, what I always tell them is you just express the way you want to authentically within the context of the room that you're in. So if you're with your family and you like swearing a lot, I'll never say stop swearing if that's your if that's the way you communicate authentically. But if you're in like a public setting and you're at a corporate 
setting i would try and avoid the profanity it's just about controlling it for the right setting so and because since i control the environment in coaching it's a private ecosystem i can swear as much as i want because i own the ecosystem so you just have to pick the right context for how you want to speak makes perfect sense makes perfect sense and if somebody wants to contact you directly uh is there an, is there a contact um um page on your website yeah, the easiest way to do that is to attend a free training. And then at the oh. end of the free training, you can book a free call with me directly and, and learn more about our programs or talk to me. But if you have an immediate question, you can absolutely DM me on any of my socials, specifically LinkedIn or Instagram. Instagram is just master your talk. So it's master your talk. And you just DM me there, I'll answer. And LinkedIn, if you can figure out how to spell my name, you're more than welcome to connect with me there and, and send me a DM. But I usually don't direct people to LinkedIn, even if I got 10,000 followers there, because nobody can spell my name. So <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can't figure it out. By the way, how do you pronounce your name properly? Yeah, it's Kumarasamy, but don't worry, it's not on the pop quiz. So you don't have to know it. <laughs> Kumarasamy. I actually had, was prepared to say that. Um, so, because I'm famous for screwing up names, but it's actually not all that hard. No, it's really not that hard. That That's actually what surprised me the most since I've been through like hundreds of interviews now is that a lot of people get my last name wrong. And that really surprised me because prior I did these interviews just in general when I was going about my life in school or at work, nobody was ever mispronouncing my name. So I, I would get on these shows and they go, yeah, well, let's welcome Brendan Kumusumi. And I was like, Who, who's that? <laughs> So uh, that was it's funny, but I got over it because if you let that bother you, I mean, you're just going to live a miserable life. Exactly. So now how many podcasts do you go on on a regular basis? I go on a lot of podcasts, man, because I really I just really enjoy it. I don't really get that much business from it, unfortunately, but I like meeting new people. So I think my tally now, I've probably been on at least 400, probably four or 500 total. Holy mackerel. Yeah, I've been on a lot. And and this week, I would say, if I look at my calendar, I think I haven't been on that many this week. I think I've been on five this week. Yeah. You do. You go on as many podcasts as I do podcasts. Yeah, yeah it's been fun. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. So so um, this is the part of the program that we cut out. Um, and when you say nice things about the host and uh, and then we can put it on a short. So if you you do 400 podcasts. And and I understand that uh, podcasts range from a low of like one, and they have no idea who you are or what you're about, to to some pretty good professionally done podcasts. How does um you know like I know you've been here before, so we must not suck too badly. But how do we rate? Kevin, you are the most transformational podcast host I've ever had in the history of my career. You helped change my life in so meaningful ways that I cry every time I, I end an episode with you. That's my review. You can use that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bald-faced lie, but you can use it. <laughs> That's what you said, right? Just use it. You said, we'll cut it. We'll use it. It's like, there you go. Now you got, you got the recommendation. <laughs> and see now what you did there? was a great way to turn the conversation because you gave me an answer that both of us know made no sense and you didn't give me a real answer. And yet you're still happy with it. You're like, yes, I love this. This is great. You should you should be in politics. You could you could run circles around some of these guys. I thought about it, but I just don't like the game of politics. 
I just don't like the because it's so it's just very exhausting. Like I could play that game and be successful and be neat and put a suit on like on my YouTube channel and play the corners and get the positions. But I was like, this is stupid. I'd rather just be on a podcast and just get business and live a cool life without people bothering me for the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, and 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 people sticking a camera or a microphone in your face, you know, when you're having dinner or or at odd times and and stuff like that. And yeah, no, I get it. See, and that's part of the problem that we have in our country right now is that some of the biggest and the brightest and the and are not even entertaining such a career. So it leads us to remember you were talking about how the stupid people who claim they know everything. Is that me? <laughs> No, no, that's, <laughs> that's a typical politician. Oh, yes. And because they know, they, and they know everything, and so, and they're not willing to look up anything new. Anyway, enough of that. So, Brandon, thank you so much for being here. Go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Go do his free seminar. It, it's 90 minutes, and it would be a lot of fun. And, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I swear I'm going to do it. Uh, what time is it, by the way? It's at, it's at noon uh, Eastern, so I think you're Central, so it's no, I'm, I'm Pacific, so it would be a nine nine a.m. nine to ten thirty, and and it's tomorrow. Yep, the next one's tomorrow, and then after that's on the twenty eighth, same time. Oh, uh, I'll pencil it in for the twenty eighth. So. There you go, perfect. So, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say adieu? No, this is great, Kevin. Thanks for having me on, man. It's such a blast. I'm I'm glad that you came, and I'm I'm sorry I had to cancel last week, but I'm glad you redid it, and we're good. You're all good. You always get a pass, Kevin, because I'm uh, really looking to build up more business at McDonald's, and I know you're going to help me a lot. <laughs> yes, indeed. We're gonna we're gonna do that with fries. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> My whole early adulthood saying that. Do you want fries with that? I swear, if I ever keynote at McDonald's, it'll be because of you. They invite me to the like their burger conference, and I'm the communication guy. And I go, "You'll be first row." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Take care of yourself, my friend, and be and uh, be be uh, be well, and uh, take care of uh, everything you got to. And I wish you, I, I, you're one of those good guys that I wish you just a real ton of success. And then you're going to come back and buy advertising for me. So. There. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. So hang out right there and I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.